I'm no expert, but I think the trail goes this way. Welcome back to Sounds of the Trail. I'm your host, Gizmo, and you are listening to episode 4 in season 2. And today we are continuing to follow along with our trail correspondents as they attempt their through hikes of the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, and the Continental Divide. Our hikers have actually been on trail for several weeks now, but in the Time Warp podcasting universe that we're living in, we're still right at the beginning. A hundred miles or two into the trail, spring still settling in, New hikers still finding their trail legs, and all our new podcasters finding their voices. Before we get started, just a little bit of podcast business. Uh, just to remind you guys that subscribing to the podcast is a big help to us, and you can do that on iTunes if you haven't done so already. Anyhow, let's get started. I was in California this weekend for a little Memorial Day vacation, and one of the things I did while I was there was go to the Sidewalk Chalk Art Festival. I had barely stepped foot in the place, though, when I was approached by a couple high school kids armed with a video camera and a mic, asking if they could have an interview. I figured, only fair to put myself on the other side, so I said sure. And it started out pretty straightforward, it was for their, uh, I think their high school newspaper, and they asked, you know, what brought me to the festival? Was I having a good time? And then the kid with the mic paused, sort of like gathering his nerves, it seemed. And then he says, So, my uncle died about a month ago. And since then, I've been thinking a lot about death. How often do you think about death? The left turn coughed me slightly off guard. I sort of stammered something out about needing to think about living, and not necessarily dying, but I don't think I really got my point across. If I'd had another second or two to think about it, what I wanted to say was, Yeah, kid, I think about death. I think about it a lot. But I don't think about it in the sense of, of dying. What I think about specifically is that life has an end. You know, it's finite. And every day gone is one I don't get back. So why, knowing that, would anyone choose to spend those days to carve months of them out of their lives to do a through hike. If you only have so many days, why in the world would you spend those days being tired, sore, blistered, too cold, too hot, or, this happens to me all the time, somehow both too cold and too hot at the same time? This week we asked our other hikers about the best part of the day. What part of this endeavor makes it all worthwhile? Our first interview today is with Leif, out on the Pacific Crest Trail. He interviews two hikers, Raven and Goofy, who have some thoughts on death and the best part of the trail themselves. Hey, this is Leif. I am sitting here with Raven and Goofy, and I will let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Raven. I'm from Moab, Utah, and I've decided to come out here and hike the PCT 2016. 
Hi, I'm Goofy. I'm from Northern California, and uh, I'm doing my best to hike the PCT. <laughs> nice. So, for this episode, we're kind of talking about, like, the first week of the trail, things you didn't expect or things that surprised you. So I guess I'll ask you, Raven, what about the first week of the trail did you not see coming? Caught you off guard a little bit, maybe. A whole lot of things, for sure. I mean, there's definitely been interesting things happening, like, such as my run-in with the Border Patrol, like, asking me, what are... What are all your footprints doing over there by the fence? And I was just taking pictures and, you know, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. But I think, you know, even though I've hiked part of the trail in the northern sections, northern California, Oregon, Washington, back in 2014, I kind of forgot how painful <laughs> the whole experience is. <laughs> sure. And when I left, it was all romanticized, like, oh, the PCT, all these wonderful moments I had, including the suffering and now I'm back here. I'm like, oh. yeah, here, here we go again. But I, I think it's been even harder now with there's less water in the southern part than where I the sections that I hiked before. Mentally, it's been way, way more of a challenge for me this time around since uh, my dad just passed a few months ago or a little over a month ago. And spreading his ashes so it's like this huge uh just this bittersweet journey yeah has that been good for your um closure maybe yeah definitely i i got to the point where i couldn't work a job anymore um i was ready to quit my job already and hike the trail but then with my dad's passing i just knew that i couldn't work a job um that I, I needed to have more time to myself to grieve, and so I find myself doing that a lot, like almost every day, and it's really hard, but it's also very healing. What would you say your favorite thing about the first week has been? It's the people. It's like every day with all the mental crap I'm going through, I just, I've thought constantly about, I want to quit the trail. Like, what the hell am I doing out here? What am I getting myself into? start to get homesick, want to run back to my home. And every time that happens, I run into the most wonderful people that remind me of why I'm here and just keep me going. Like you guys today, or like the other day when I was in Mount Laguna, this woman from San Diego came up to me and was so super excited that I was hiking the trail solo and was like, here, I want to give you this, and she handed me a 20 and said, get yourself a treat, you know, what, whatever you want, ice cream, whatever, just enjoy yourself. And she also gave me her number and said, she, because I naturally broke down crying about my dad, she's like, you know, call me anytime you need me, and we can talk. But yeah, I got to take that money and enjoy a nice julian pie and split it with all the hikers that night. It was a great, beautiful experience. Nice. What about you, Goofy? An unexpected or um, interesting part of the first week? Honestly, I thought there'd be more hippies out here. (laughs) Yeah? Um, I think the the most unexpected part of the trail really was uh, definitely Hauser Canyon. I didn't expect to have to to beat that hill in the first, you know, first day or so. Yeah, I mean, I I knew, I mean, Pacific Crest Trail, it says it all in the name, there's going to be mountains and such. 
Man, I, was, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, it put me out, man. You know, break every 10 minutes, and I'll get through it eventually. So. Yeah, nice. What about your favorite part of the first week? My favorite part of the first week so far, I mean, it, just the people. I I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the real reason I came out here. I was so sick and tired of just sitting in my house. Do it like I mean, but I live in my house alone, and I just sit there and, like, I take care of my animals daily, and then that's, that's my life, you know? So, uh, and I, I don't meet anybody because I'm always home. So, uh, for me, the main reason I came out here was to meet people. It's, it's definitely been really promising. So I, I too have been really surprised and, uh, really happy with all the people that I've met. It's been a great awakening to the fact that there are a lot of people out there that are like-minded and, you know, happy to be <laughs> out well, suffering in the desert like the rest of us crazy folk. Right. Well, and I think that my favorite part about the people is the, yeah, we're all like-minded in that sense, and we all have so much in common in that sense, but really, we're all from so many different walks of life, and, like, I sit there, and I'm, I'm like, I would never have anything in common with these people, but we're getting along awesome, and we love each other, and this is great, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's wonderful, so you, you don't get that anywhere. You can't just, like, walk into a city park or, you know, walk into a, a small town and present yourself, like, hey, I'm here, you know, like, on the trail, it's like, everybody's, you know, expects it and everybody knows you're there, and yeah. it's great. So. Here we form quick bonds with everyone and take care of each other, like, I mean, I just met you guys today, right? and <laughs> here we are in a motel room oh, yeah. sharing this. I would never do that with anyone in normal life. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. yeah. You just meet somebody on the street, hey, you want to get a hotel room tonight? <laughs> yeah, like, sounds great. You want to try and hitchhike down the road, dude? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> it's it's empowering for sure. I, I I love the freedom of it. Like I was saying earlier about I'm, I'm a traveler more than I am a hiker and right. more than I am a hitchhiker or anything like that. I'll, I'll do it any way I can. I'll, I'll get there. I feel like with the trail, there's so many people that are trying to be free and such and, and it's and it's working for them because, you know, they're, they're where they want to be. For me, I can't restrict myself to that to that trail because of the fact that I'm trying to be free. You know what I mean? I'm sure. trying I'm trying to. You know, I feel like if I just walk the trail, I'm stuck on the trail. If I feel like I'm traveling the PCT just in general, then I can get to wherever I'm going and have fun on the way and all that stuff. So nice. that's, that's one of the things I love about it. And then maybe we'll finish it with your favorite part of the day. I'd say my most favorite is, well, so, sometimes it's the mornings. I love the quiet mornings when you get to hike and see the sun rising and see the world coming to life, see all the hikers coming to life, everyone getting up and about doing their routine. But I also love the evenings equally as well, just when we all come in and settle together for the night. In many cases, especially with uh, the lack of water, we've all been kind of forced to, you know, combine into one campsite together, big groups. So we come together and see everyone you know, coming in for the day and get to talk with everyone. So how was your day? You know, where where did you go today? Where did you come from? Reconnect with some people that you've seen earlier on in the day and just be excited that they're there with you, that they're okay. And then just love that feeling of getting into the sleeping bag after <laughs> a nice long day. Mm-hmm. And past couple nights, especially with cowboy camping, then I get to just look up at the stars and yes, how great the day has been despite all of the challenges that we faced. Nice. I think my favorite part of the day is nighttime. You know, I, I, 
I carry a really heavy pack so that I can be comfortable every night when I get to camp. You know, I try and make that happen for everyone that's around me as well. That right there, just bringing people together and everything, you know, not not my pack, but, you know, everyone being comfortable at camp and such. That's, again, you know, that's why I'm out here. Also, like Raven said, the, the morning solitude is, it's it's really hard to, to say that's not, you know, one of my favorite things because, you know, I love watching the sunrise by myself. It's, you know, just and not even hiking when I'm doing it. I like just getting up, sitting on a rock and watching it come up, you know. Mm-hmm. As, as far as favorites, though, yeah, the end of the day when you get to, like, hang out like this and talk to people is, is definitely yeah. top of the line for me. So. Yeah. I, I'd have to say the same. Either, either the mornings, just that, that calmness that comes with getting up early or, or the evenings when you're connecting with new people or you've had a really long day and now you're finally, you're done. You can take those shoes off and you can unwind and all that. Well, thank you guys for the interview. Anytime, man. I have to say, I really like that time in the morning as well. Right around 9 or 10 in the morning is my sweet spot. Day's still fresh. Feet aren't tired yet, but the legs are warmed up. And it's just me and the pleasure of walking. I actually think of it as the morning happies. You know it's not going to last but you do know it will be back tomorrow. You know who else thinks so? Homework, our Continental Divide Joe correspondent. Which is good, because if the best part of the day for him is the other people, he's on the wrong trail. The CDT stands in stark contrast to the Pacific Crest and the Appalachian Trail in that sense. You know, it's, it's still a trail where you can easily see more rattlesnakes than fellow hikers. But I'll let Homework tell it like he sees it. This is homework here. It's day 22 of the CDT. I'm about somewhere between 400 and 500 miles from the Mexico border heading north. And this is the best part of the day. It's about 8.30 a.m. I'm walking through Zuni Canyon, really steep canyon walls on either side. And I'm in the desert. Usually it is hot, but right now it's a little overcast and there's canyon wrens doing their thing, doing the whole... You can never see them, but they always hang out in really, really beautiful places I've found. And I had my morning breakfast of oatmeal, carnations, and chia seeds and maybe some other random stuff put in my water bottle and shaking up and then drinking and so I feel hydrated and and full and crushing some miles and starting off a little tough you know you're a little little sore from the day's hike before but uh once you get moving, you loosen up and you feel fresh and ready to go. So that's the best part of the day for me. Maybe we'll check in later with the worst part. <laughs> Alright, so it's near the end of the day and maybe this is the worst part of the day. 
<laughs> I have a liter and a half of water and I'm not super excited about dry camping tonight so I saw on the maps that there's a spring called Big Spring and so I dropped my pack and you know I'm pretty tired at this point my feet are all sore and I was like okay well, I'll go check it out I'll give it a shot because uh my hiking partner's way behind me anyway, so let him catch up and go explore this and maybe discover water for the night. And with a name like Big Spring, you'd think that there'd be a big spring there. So I followed this trail like a third mile down and there's no spring. There's like a big long pipe, like a plastic pipe that like snakes for hundreds of yards going somewhere. I'm sure if I followed it, maybe I'd find a spring, but I followed it for like a third of a mile and just kept going uphill. So who knows? So bummer. Yeah. This, these are the, these are the hard parts of the day when you're just worn out and you just want everything to go your way. But the CDT says, uh-uh. <laughs> Nuh-uh, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> CDT wants you to perish. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's a little slap in the face, but we've had so many slaps in the face that you just get used to it, and all you can do is laugh. And I think that's the beauty of the trail, especially this one. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's a full-on adult survival scavenger hunt and it is so fun and so uncomfortable and sometimes really boring and ugly like road walks and sometimes really beautiful like today when I climbed up on top of a mesa and I looked behind me and I was like oh wow that town I walked through looks really pretty from up here <laughs> so yeah there's there's the uh, the drawbacks and the payoffs and curveballs and wild cards and I guess that's what makes it fun. Maybe I'm just an eternal optimist. All right, well I'm walking back uphill to my pack that's waiting patiently. Hopefully it's still there. And it's a dry camp tonight. No big deal. Figured out. All right, that's it. You know, if I had to think back on my own hiking, the couple of nights that I had to go to bed thirsty would rank right up there on worst trail moments. It's sort of hard to quiet that visceral, primal fear that hovers behind it. More than just the discomfort, you know. More recently, on my Arizona trail through hike, I remember a day where I seriously underestimated my water needs for the day. And I'm, I'm usually pretty good at it, but, you know, we all have our off moments. Anyhow, it was around four in the afternoon, when I realized that I could either go to bed thirsty or utterly exhausted, but I had to pick which one. And you better believe I picked exhausted. I hiked up that mountain for a long ways into the pitch black part of the day to make the spring. Some days you hike the trail and other days the trail calls the shots. 
Our next interview is back on the Pacific Crest Trail with Kim, the assistant principal from L.A. She's picked up a trail name, so from now on, we're hearing from Morning Glory. She sent me an interview with an interesting combo of perspectives. A section hiker who's brand new and a guy who hiked 1,800 plus miles last year, but came back for some more. In addition to the best part of their day, they talk about what is the best part of their journey so far and what motivates them to be on trail. This is Morning Glory, sitting here in Idlewild, California, about PCT mile 179, um, close to that, just above the first closure on the trail. And I'm sitting here with two incredible thru-hikers who I've had the opportunity to get to know. So I actually want to allow them to introduce themselves. My trail name is P.S., a.k.a. Pretty Smart, and I am section hiking for a month. My goal is to complete the first 500 miles, and I hope to complete the entire trail in the next four or five years. And why did you make that decision to only do 500 miles right now? Well, my job only allowed me to take one month leave of absence, so I figure better to take one month off than nothing at all. You know, a lot of people that I'm meeting are doing the whole thing, and so it's sad to think about leaving them early, but at least I get to experience a little taste of trail life. Very cool. And our second through hiker... I'm Storytime from San Diego, doing the full trail this year. Last year I did just shy of 1900, probably 18 something. And this year I just kind of figured I'd do the full thing because last year I started a month late, so I had to start at Southern Canyon Meadows. And yeah, that's my story pretty much. So you guys are a little over a weekend. Mm -hmm. For you, it's obviously your second time. So you had a little bit of an idea. P.S., how are you feeling? This is 100% your first time. Is this what you thought it was going to be like? You know... I kind of saw it more as, like, something to be accomplished. You know, like, 500 miles. I had this very distinct idea of, like, accomplishing 500 miles in 27 days. And it's just not the way it is. You know, some days I want to do 10. Some days I I want to do 20, 25. But you just have to take it day by day. Yeah. Yeah. So your past seven days, which I feel like... You know, some people take, like, week-long backpacking trips, or, you know, this could have been, like, a seven-day vacation. Now you're like, this is realistic. Like, this is every day you're waking up and you're hiking. So it's like a new life. What would you guys say is the best part, let's start with, of of the new life, of being a thru-hiker? Just slowing down. Like, really getting to appreciate everything that's around me. Like, just getting to appreciate the clouds. It's something that I don't really do on a daily basis. Like, you know, looking at the scenery and just, that's really, that's what you have. You're, you're just putting one foot in front of the other and you have your mind and your environment. And I just love slowing everything down and not thinking, not dwelling on the future or the past. It's just like being very present. Do you have a specific part of the day that you're like, this is always my favorite part? Oh, when we set up, after we set up camp, you know, and uh, like everyone's making dinner and I guess it's probably around dusk, and I love stargazing, so it's like, mm. as the, you know, the stars start to come out, and I really... <laughs> I don't think I've been up late enough yeah. for a star there, yet. There are a couple nights where I've been able to actually look at the stars, but for the most part, I fall asleep by, like, seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, the stars? There's stars in our sky? I miss those. Yeah. Okay. And story time, your favorite part of the day? My favorite part of the day is probably the same time. You can actually stop and talk to people. Because I think my favorite part of the trail so far, including last year, was just meeting new people. So having done a large part of the trail last year and then coming back this year, was there any part of coming back this year that you were like, 
oh, I just don't want to do that. Or it's. I think the worst time I had on the trail last year was the Northern Cascades of Washington because I was so late in the season. And almost every single day it was rain, snow, or hail. And, I, and you just can't get dry. It rains for days straight. And that's probably the only thing that I'm not looking forward to. Other than that, it, it's just kind of a mental thing. You just kind of get over the fact that you're going to be smelly, you're going to be dirty. Sometimes you can't spend as much time as you like to in a certain spot. I mean, mm -hmm. All these things add up to kind of suck. But at the same time, every day, 95% of it's great. 5% of it sucks. I guess for me, I have these moments where throughout the day where I realized that like my trip is kind of, I mean, I'm over a third through my hike. Wow. Yeah. Like I, I finished on day 27, we're on day 10 and I have these moments where I'm just, you know, I just get really down because I know that all this like community that I've established is moving on and mm -hmm. like going to complete the trail and I'm ending it. And so that, that has been kind of the worst part for me is like, I know that I could continue what do you feel like brought you guys out to the trail originally? Like, why why do this in your time? Well, for me, I, I'm about to start medical school, and I saw this as an opportunity to establish um, resilience. And I think that resilience is something that's learned rather than innate. Like, I think a lot some people have, like, an innate capacity to endure. I know that medical school is going to be a huge undertaking, and I... I think part of this is not only do I love backpacking, but part of this is also working through those, you know, those times of mental toughness and those, those mm -hmm. struggles and being able to push past that. Yeah. So for me, it was, this is another opportunity for me to develop mental strength. Yeah. My friend recently sent me an email and was like, do you feel like you've grown up? Yeah. And it was really interesting when I read it. Cause I was like, I never thought of the trail in that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm like 30. What do you mean grow up? But it like really is. It's like, yeah. it's, you know, being alone and like your survival is based on you. What brought you out here, Storytime? I spent a good portion of my life uh, taking care of other people. And so I'm 33 now. And basically when I turned 30, I was kind of released from those responsibilities. So ever since then, I've pretty much just always kind of done one adventure after another. For me, last year, I returned back to San Diego and realized big cities just kind of aren't my thing. So I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do because I had all the availability, I had the money, I'm good health, and I decided, you know, I'd been talking to somebody that had done part of the PCT the previous year, and I had wondered when that started. So I looked it up, and I found out that they're about a month in already. So I skipped up to Southern Kennedy Meadows, and in two weeks of planning, jumped on the trail. Wow. And just started going. It, it's just one big adventure after another. There's no point in everybody in, in their life just kind of climbs a ladder, it seems like to me. You know, you go through elementary school to get to middle school, middle school to high school, high school to college college you decide on a career or think you've decided on a career and so you start climbing that ladder and thinking at the end of that ladder i'm gonna be happy with life but it's not really how it turns out most of the time most of the time they get to that point and they kind of i'm still not happy exactly so what's yeah. the next ladder i have to climb for me it's like once you get to that top of that ladder and you see something new well you could be happy tomorrow or you could just be happy today just go do it Tomorrow is just another today. You might as well just go do it. Yeah. You know, the only thing stopping you from doing this type of trail or whatever it is that you have your heart set on is you. Like, yeah. That's all, that's all there is to it.
So why did you make the decision to come back as a second year and not just do, because you're hoping to go all the way. Right. Why not just do what you missed last year and then call it complete? I want to do the full through hike in a year and then I'll do the other two in a year. Once I've done all three, then I could be a triple crowner. I think you kind of learn like that's, that's my goal. But at the same time, I'm okay with not completing fully this year. If I find something that like triggers my interest for something else. Yeah. But I have a feeling I'll do the whole thing this year. And not really worry about the fact that it's a possibility I might not do it. You yeah. know, just day by day. You don't, you don't have to think about it. Just make sure you plan for the next week. Get your food, get your water, and go. And P.S., do you think you'll eventually do Oregon and Washington separately? Or you think you'll do... I think I'll, I'll do probably month sections at a time. Okay. So um, I get a break from between my first and second year of medical school... And July and August. This is that's why I'm doing the desert section this year because I will be I'll be in school in the opportune time to do the desert from April to May. So from mid July to mid August, I can do um, the Sierra section, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping to do the John Muir alternate trail next year. And then eventually I'll go to Oregon and Washington, and I hope to. I hope to complete the whole thing, but just in section height. So as you obviously get older and your life changes, do you think you'll potentially have people joining you for these upcoming segments? Or are you going to try to do them like alone and then join groups? So I know two of my close friends, um, they, they wanted to join me for the desert, but they are a a little, they were too concerned about the heat. Okay. So they said, okay, we're not going to do it with you this this year, but we'll definitely do Sierra section with you next year. Okay. So, I don't know. I think people are turned off by the desert, but at the same time, for the first 10 days at least, it's just been, it's been so incredible. beautiful. Like, yeah. everything, like, and so different. And the heat different. really isn't an issue. Right. It's it's not, I feel like we just got, I don't we've, know if we just got really lucky. We've or, lucked out with the wind and the yeah. clouds and yeah. a little bit of rainfall. Yeah, I mean, this, the small amount of storms that have come through have actually been really nice. Beneficial. They've turned, yeah. yeah, they've turned the weather down. So. Exactly. Awesome. Well, this is Morning Glory signing out from Idlewild um, after interviewing Storytime and P.S. I really appreciated some of the things that Storytime had to say in that interview. When he was talking about how a lot of people view their lives as a ladder, this this single continuous path going rung to rung, The first person I thought of was myself, because that's how I viewed my life for a really long time. And realizing that instead, as Storytime points out, tomorrow is just another today, and that every day is full of possible right turns, left turns, or just opportunities to jump off the ladder. That's been sort of a slow-moving epiphany for me, and one that hiking has been a big part of. But it's not all about the big things. A lot of thru-hiking is enjoying the small stuff. Campfires, good friends, a nice uphill to start the day, and a hot meal to end it. That's what Patriot likes. Let's hear from him in this interview with Laura out on the Appalachian Trail. Okay, this is Laura with Sounds of the Trail, and I'm here with Christian. We are both thru-hiking the AT, and we are somewhere, this is day eight of our... Of our through hike, and we yep. are at mile 107.3, somewhere between Wallace Gap and Winding Stair. 
So Christian, do you have a trail name yet? I do. What is it? Patriot. Patriot. Love a good old New England American loving boy <laughs> who accidentally packs exclusively red and blue clothing. Yeah, <laughs> as well as red and blue pack and shoes and tent and just everything. Except your rain cover. It, yeah, except that's orange, so I'm gonna have to deal with that. That's a real wrench. I'm gonna get some berries and dye it <laughs> red. So we are going to talk about your the best part of your day. Yep. The best part of the day. <laughs> yeah. So what was the best part of today? Today has been a whirlwind of a day. I would say the best part. We were hiking through some uh. Rhododendrums, is that the right way to say it? It's one of those words I'm scared to say. I don't know the ending. It's like rhododendron, rhododendron. You just cut it off the rhododendron? <laughs> yeah, just those. And we came to a nice little opening where we popped out looking east and got to see the sun over the beautiful mountains of North Carolina. And that was a sight to behold. That was pretty awesome. We haven't had totally clear vistas in a yeah. while. It's just been looking through the trees at the mountains. Yeah, so that was beautiful. Okay, what about we are now day eight on the yeah. trail. Do you have like any other best um, parts of your everyday routine? Best part of everyday I really like when we wake up and really start going, get the first hill out of the way, really take it, take it to town and crush that hill and uh, get to the top and it's usually really wakes you up. That's, that's a good part of my day. Patriot has a lot of energy, and his legs don't seem to quit. <laughs> usually takes the lead. And I don't have poles, which who knows, that could be a huge mistake. I'm the only one out here. <laughs> yeah, he is the only through hiker we've seen thus far without any poles, but yet he seems to go up hills and down them faster than anybody with them. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine what I could do with them. <laughs> He's a freak of nature. <laughs> Uh, I think dinner's probably the other like really good part of the day. You what? get to sit down and get a hot meal in you. That's real nice. What, why do you it. think having a hot meal is a good part of the day? Because it's so cold out here in North Carolina. Yeah. What, so tell us a little bit more about what it was like yesterday <clears throat> when we, we crossed on day seven the North Carolina-Georgia border. And it was like so much fun. We posed for a little picture. We were happy as can be. And then we had to do this miserable little climb in like, what do you think, 25 mile an hour wind? It was probably 25, but felt like 75. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cold and we were miserable, but then we met up at Byron, so things got a little bit better. And then we got down to this gap and there's trail magic. And oh, we got yeah. Food and things got a lot better. It powered us up Indian. Indian Creek. Indian Creek Mountain. Yep. Yeah. We were, we were just talking about earlier when we were making dinner around the campfire that it's kind of nice to also forget about the phones a little bit and the, yeah. the internet because we're just so used to being on them. All the time. All the time. But yep. nice also to be able to reach out to people that a you really want to call. Indeed. A lot of people who've never through hiked probably think that this day and age when we're so connected to cell phones that you might come out here and you won't be able to be on your cell phone at all. Have you found that's the case or? Uh, Usually we can get cell service in places. A few places we've camped we haven't, but it's nice when you get like a strong signal and can call home and catch up with the people that matter. All good parts of the day. All good parts of the day. So All good parts of the day! <laughs> the whole day is good in my opinion. You know? It's really no bad. So I guess that like really breaks it down. Anybody thinking about an AT through hike, you're probably thus far one week in. 
Patriot says there's probably not going to be a bad part not of the day. Not going to be a bad part of the day, no. We actually just did something really weird around the campfire. <laughs> uh, this is the best part of the day, actually. <laughs> we we just had shots of olive oil to keep our calorie count up because uh, we're all trying to put on weight through this through hike. <laughs> so, yeah, weird, but I think we're all feeling good. It's helping with our chap lips also. It is. <laughs> so, I guess all in all, that's pretty good. Christian Patriot is on cloud nine here after week one. On cloud nine, yeah. All right, so this is Laura from Sounds of the Trail signing out with... Patriot. Have to say I'm impressed with Patriot's attitude. No bad parts of the day, right on. Let's jump back to the Pacific Crest Trail with Leslie now known as Hollywood, and see what their highlights are. It's getting quiet now. Now everyone's going to listen to us. Yeah, they're already listening to us. Hi, this is Hollywood with Sounds of the Trail, and I'm here in Warner Springs, and I am with a very special PCT through hiker. I have walked every single mile, foot, inch of this trail with Chance, and I'm going to pass you over to Chance, and he's going to introduce himself and tell you a little bit about himself. Hello, my name is Chance Fitzpatrick and I am from Eugene, Oregon. I am 37 years old and as Hollywood has said, we have been hiking together since day one. We met Thursday evening the night before starting the trail at Scout and Frodo's house. Yep, we did indeed and we've been together ever since. It's really quite sweet. Um, so, yep, we've been on the trail now for six days. We started together on the 15th. So Chance, tell me, what do you, what do you think of the trail so far? What are your first impressions and... Is it living up to your expectations? I think for me coming out here, I didn't have any expectations. I've told myself I want to hike the trail with an open heart and open mind. And I think even in this short amount of time crossing the 100-mile mark, the trail's been uh, even more amazing than I could possibly imagine. It's been wonderful. There's been great moments and there's been a couple low moments, but so far everything's going really well and my body's holding up quite well, no blisters, so I can't really complain. Yeah, now you're not completely unfamiliar with the Pacific Crest Trail. There's a, a little bit of it that you've certainly seen of, uh, seen a bit of in the past. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I have hiked the John Muir Trail in the summer of 2014 and 2015. So I've been through the Sierras twice now, both in July and August. This will be a little bit different coming this way since I'll be heading from south to north, the opposite direction, and... Going through about a month earlier with more snow, the creek crossings will be a little bit higher, but I'm actually looking looking forward to it. It'll be something uh, totally different. Yes, now, so we have somebody with some experience in the Sierras. I'm going to be sticking close to chance for as long as I possibly can to help me through an area that I'm certainly a bit worried about. So, Chance, you seem to be dealing with this pretty well, both physically and mentally. Any, any problems physically or mentally for you? Physically, like I said, my feet are doing well. I think it's important to be open and honest about what a thru-hike is like, so I have had some issues with uh, chafe. I don't know if it's related to sweating and whatnot, and also from uh, hemorrhoids before. Never had them before in my life, but it's just something to deal with out here. You know, there's no shame in talking about it. We just take care of our bodies each day, keep a positive mindset, and I'm actually doing quite well compared to some of the other people I've talked to on the trail, so it's no... Again, really no complaints so far. 
Yeah, well, it certainly doesn't uh, seem to affect the speed at which you hike or the distances that you're able to put in each day. I can certainly attest to that. We've seen quite a bit together. What have you been so far been your, your favourite parts of the few days we've been hiking together and also what have been the low points for you? I think the day coming out of Laguna was very special. Uh, actually, even going into just a lot more green and lush and walking through the forest kind of reminded me of bits and pieces of being home in Oregon. And also, we just had a really great campsite, I believe it was at Oriflame Canyon Campground, which is just a great view. That was certainly a day that was a highlight for me. And I also got treated to a breakfast from another hiker, uh, Roadrunner, for giving him a shoulder massage. So thank you, Roadrunner. I appreciate that. That was definitely a high. I think the lows have just been, for me, just realizing the physical part of the trail and the the day going into uh, stagecoach was a particularly long day. It was very hot and just kind of keep dragging on and on and didn't get our hitch in probably for about two and a half mile road walk. But we just kept pushing through and got in and got showered and laundried and then, you know, it's a new day the next day. Yeah, that was definitely a long day and hitchhiking in America is not what I'm used to back home in New Zealand, that's for sure. It's um, it's interesting how we get into a routine each day and I've certainly seen your routine and I have my own. And Is there a, a favourite part of that daily routine for you or is there any particular part of that routine that you really dislike but you just have to kind of suck it up and get on with it? I think my favourite part of the routine is I really enjoy hiking alone in the morning. I find it's a time that's very meditative for me. I get to be alone with my thoughts, kind of work on my daily affirmations, if you will, and really just be in the company of my own thoughts, kind of the rhythmic uh, clicking of my trekking poles. Uh, You know, being out here, there's no distractions from daily life. You're not worried about checking your email or, you know, paying bills or going to work. You're just out here really enjoying nature, and I really value that. And for whatever reason, the morning time really appeals to me. Any part of the day you dislike? It takes a little bit of getting used to the heat. I think so far we haven't been in really hot weather, but that's kind of a part of the day that really zaps me. But as we found out yesterday, before we reached the 100-mile mark, crossed over a ridge and suddenly the temperature dropped into the 60s with a breeze, and it was suddenly a lovely hike after a grueling afternoon, so you just never know what's going to happen on the trail. The PCT is kind of a strange mistress that way. You know, one one minute you're just totally exhausted and next minute you feel elated it's really quite a wonderful experience yeah that certainly was pretty special yesterday and I know that point that you're talking about it was like looking down on the promised land when we passed over and then could see the lush green of the valley below where Warner Springs is so yeah and uh, and what do you think of the community out here on the trail and, and the people that you've met so far I think one thing that really draws me to hiking is that you get to interact with people that you might not otherwise uh, see in your everyday life so just meeting the hikers asking them how they are, you know, how are you doing today, saying good morning, saying please and thank you. means a lot when somebody stops and checks on you, you know, if you're hungry or hurting. And then also when you come into these towns, like Warner Springs has just been incredible, the people that have been so generous to us. I mean, it's really been, (laughs) it's been almost kind of like a spa day with a shower and laundry and Epsom salt foot soaks and rides to the post office. And, you know, the experience would not be what it is without these folks that uh, come out and help us. And also two gentlemen, the trail angels that came out and met us uh, just after Eagle Rock. You know, there's people out here that really care about hikers and they really, you know, they really build and make the community what it is. Yeah, I certainly would have to agree with Chance there. The Warner Springs and the whole community in this area is really quite amazing. And um, they make this, this through hike 
very, very possible. Well, I can't say anything. I can't add anything to what Chance says there. And um, I'm sure that you will agree he's a really, really cool guy to be hiking with. And I'm very happy to have him on my trail family at this point in time so anyway that's it that's all from myself hollywood and that's all from chance and it's getting pretty close to hike at midnight so we're going to close out say goodbye to you all from um, a very very happy warner springs and until next time this is hollywood with sounds of the trail and thank you to chance Chance, thanks for your openness and honesty, and I sincerely wish you the best of luck with those roids, man. Jeez. <laughs> I'll stick with my blisters. But we are on the same page about morning hiking. Those morning happies, you know. It's hard to call up that headspace that I find when I'm out on the trail, but when I think about the morning happies, about that easy calm of walking in the morning, I can still feel it. The strange, magical cross between feeling so good, almost like I'm floating, at the same time that I feel so connected with the earth, with my body that walks across it. I just get to be there, you know? Anyhow, that's all for this week. Until next time, this is Sounds of the Trail. <laughs>